0: Well, uh, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff Coat and Beaver.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: if I seem to come on too strong. I hope that you will understand. I say these things because I'd like to know if you're a Beavis and Butthead fan, and if you'd mind sharing the night together. oh Yeah. Welcome into another edition of Buff Coat and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast. I am Dr. Hook's super fan Clay Cunningham, joined as always by my illustrious co-host Adam Kurtz. Adam we are now, episode five of season two, but roughly the halfway point. How do you think we're doing so far?
0: You know, um, I think as Dr. Hook might have said, if, we, if I wasn't married, um, you and I would probably both be looking for pussy after that red dish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Hell yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's the
0: only Dr. Hook song I know. That's, uh, oh, I, well. I always saw those albums in your parents' house. They were Dr. Hook fans
1: this i and it's it's rubbed off i i've kind of i i, I don't know I, I don't know looking for pussy for that but that song sharing the night together regardless unironically love that song okay. but you know and you know what if this episode gets one million streams <laughs> i will do a one hour retrospective audio career documentary of dr hook you heard it here first one, 1 million streams but uh you know what If if a million people are going to listen, we got to give them what they want. And what they want is Beavis and Butthead content, Adam. This week, our connecting theme, we have episodes where Beavis and Butthead encounter criminals. Now, this is kind of a common thing in Todd episodes, but they're going outside the Todd universe, uh, getting people, say, a little more dangerous, especially our first episode. Uh, We're talking today... Most Wanted and Stuart Moves Away. A uh, fun twofer to dive into, and we're going to dive in right now. Most Wanted aired March 5th, 1994. was the 28th episode of Season 3, written by Glenn Eichler and Mike Judge, directed by Mike Judge. Uh, the synopsis, An Escaped Mental Patient Hides from the Authorities at Butthead's House. Interesting, it only says Butthead's House. Not Beavis and Butthead's, but uh, regardless, that's something I noticed. But Adam, take it away. Your thoughts on Most Wanted?
0: Most Wanted is an episode I think, for me, stands out. I, I don't know why it is, but I just remember this episode as a, as a youth. Um, I just remember it vividly. I, and it's done. I won't say differently, but I think it stands out because it almost has like, a couple of cliffhanger moments, like horror movie moments um that we you kind of see those elements in other episodes but i don't know this one just feels different to me maybe it's more nostalgic than the others but uh, i also think as a kid you can be more easily scarred by seeing a serial killer with killer tattooed on his forehead mm. so just the imagery alone is uh, kind of jarring but uh the boys start off watching weekend at bernie's are uh, they're watching tv and there's an ad for weekend at bernie's seven which i got a chuckle out of um, he's stiffer news- than
1: ever <laughs> yes. which was side note like i don't have you seen any of the weekend at bernie's movies i i've
0: seen most of the first one and i maybe a little bit of the second one i i've not sat and watched them all the way through but they've been on like usa in the summers back in the day it's-
1: like, the part seven's obviously an exaggeration, but how do you milk two movies out of that premise? <laughs> I'm sure it made money. It, yeah, well, clearly, but yeah, anyway. Yes. But there are, there are seven in the Beavis and Butthead
0: universe, at least. Well, they break into that uh, promo, the news bulletin of an ex- escaped serial killer um, who uh, literally has the word killer tattooed on his forehead, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, they tell him, uh, they tell the public, do not owe, try to apprehend them yourself. But if you're crazy enough, there's a twenty-five thousand dollar reward. Um, and then they talk about what they do with the money, which i guess they're referring to weekend at bernie's where they can see the movie about mm-hmm. stiffies. yeah i love that part uh, and then uh then they talk about getting tattoos uh, tattoos of butts or on their butts or both which um uh, a tattoo of a butt shape on his butt um is what, but I I I wrote down buttception here. I don't know if that uh, works. But, uh, yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's weirdly convoluted, but uh, it's, yeah, it, it's <laughs> that's That's what I'm going to refer to it to easily. Is the but, buttception? The buttception. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great phrase to coin here, man. Good job.
0: Uh, well, uh, after they get done talking about that, they hear a clatter in the backyard, um, which. Butthead accuses Beavis of it being a fart, um, <laughs> or some sort of butt ventriloquist. Yes,
1: he he. But yeah, Beavis indicates that he, he thinks it came from outside. Like, what are you, some kind of butt ventriloquist? That's, that's really stupid. But no. yes, uh, but I chuckled. Uh, oh, absolutely. I I more than chuckled. I I was I boisterous laughter. They uh, go to investigate
0: the the noise. Um, They're looking around the trash cans, which, you know, the backyard's more organized than you'd think it'd be. The trash cans are Mm -hmm. against the house, at least, you know, at very least. And, uh, but the killer emerges from the bushes, takes a swipe and misses. That's where there's that kind of music and the cliffhanger as the Mm -hmm. knife's in the air, you know, take a break and they come back and swipe. He gets it stuck in the ground. Uh, the boys see him and then, uh, of course, think he's trying to track the killer as well. They almost have it. They're so close yeah. to hey, that they we were watching earlier. That's that guy's trying to catch the killer too, um, <laughs> in their backyard. <laughs> yes, um, but the killer says he doesn't need the cash. Because um, he already has to ta- need the cash for tattoos because he already has one? And then again, there's the the noise of uh, the reveal um and then he laughs and then he's uh talking about the voices cuz he kind of connects with the boys at this level the boys really aren't afraid so um the killer starts to hear some voices and that triggers beavis's uh, the bubbles we've we've seen this before in episodes where uh beavis gets on a roll and almost his uh, i guess a form of schizophrenia triggers in, and he starts talking about a horse fly and it's, I, up I, his butt. you know
1: i have the clip if we want to cue it up yes that's okay yes it's uh there's the, the exchange between the deranged killer kyler as the boys call him <laughs> yes. and uh, beavis and butthead <laughs> They're calling me, they guide me, they command
0: me, and forever I must obey! Yeah, voices are cool. I hear voices too. They like tell me to do stuff like stay home from school, then watch TV, and like bring stuff, and, and like just... <laughs> oh, yeah. brother Beavis. Yeah, and sometimes the voices tell me to do other stuff like even cooler stuff. Like, this voice said, Beavis, go get a gun wrapper, and, like, roll it up into a cone and, like, stick it in the butt of a big old horse fly, and it's like the fly just flies straight up, and it's like he keeps going up and he can't come down, cause he can't fly anywhere else and, like, keeps going up until it dies of exhaustion, <laughs> and then it falls down. <laughs> Settle down, Beavis. <baby. laughs>
1: You're twisted, man. There it is. That's, it's, um, um
0: i i Mike judge obviously got a huge kick out of those those moments um mm. but yes that is uh that's a uh, even uh yeah even kyler says they're uh, they're twisted which and then they of course mention his genitalia you're <laughs> twisted <laughs> um but you know uh Kyler's going to give them something to remember by because he'll never forget the uh, forget Beavis and butthead. And then again, he takes them into the house Another dramatic pause. And he's so you want a tattoo of a butt on a butt on your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, uh, this moment has led to the serial killer to turn himself in and, uh, he has turned his life around and he will serve out his life sentence of giving tattoos yeah. on dairy of dairy on dairy ears with
1: or dairy shaped tattoos on them same same newscaster we highlighted with the uh, the the heart failure about the lower bunghole. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: that uh, the newscaster two for two here recently this season. That mm-hmm. that was fantastic. That might have been my favorite part of the episode. The the pacing of that was fantastic. So, um, anything to add here, Clay? It was a, it's a good it's a it's a classic episode. I am I wrong with it? There's a little bit of a different feel. It's like an extended episode almost.
1: It's it's got, it kind of, I don't know if it really hits you, like the horror elements, just because you're still seeing it through Beavis and Butthead who don't absorb it, but it is, like, yeah kind of darker, because this is not like, this is a real threat which you you, you don't often see um, some things I noticed, like, um, talking about the, um, the bit about Butthead, <laughs> saying that this guy's gonna horn in on our reward I, I think that I've talked about, you know, generally I feel like season four is where the show really hit its stride. This is a season three episode. I think, but you see like parts of it here because that's very, like I I go back to, I think one thing I referenced when we, we talked about the first episode, Door to Door. And I mean, that episode has, it's littered with problems. But one thing I definitely remember they were talking about the um, the financials they had from the the blood drives, like eight, or from the door to door sales, how they raised eight dollars. And Butthead had enough awareness to know that's sad, which is like a minor thing. But you're like, yeah, that's not Beavis and Butthead. Like this, him just ridiculously thinking this guy is going to, he's there to horn in on their reward, <laughs> totally missing the message. Is I, I think that's that's very much that's a very much in character thing that i think you saw an improvement from like season 1 to season 3 and one thing i thought of that speech that beavis gives like when you counter it with everything that guy's saying this was like at the height when hysteria around this show as being like you know the downfall of society was at an absolute peak and I almost wonder if there was like a conscious effort to them, like you know, taking this real life like schizophrenic murderer and stacking it up with like Beavis and ButtHead, like sure. you know. This is a, a real
0: like, problem. This is just yeah, Beavis.
1: Yeah, obviously, you know, sticking a, a gum wrapper in the ass of a horsefly to is problematic, but it's ultimately it's just a stupid. It's boys being boys. It's amazing Yeah. <laughs> And I almost wonder if that was a deliberate thing for them to show, like, okay, yeah, this isn't, this show isn't as evil as you think. And I, it even turns out to where, yeah, he becomes a positive influence, granted on, you know, a psychopathic murderer, but. Um,
0: Nonetheless, a positive influence.
1: Yeah. And um, I just, I'm just curious to you know did they ever get their reward money? I'm going to say no, but
0: i think if he turns himself in he probably you know i don't know if he credited him with it they didn't they didn't contact the authorities so i'm
1: guessing no yeah it's uh, uh, what a bummer but uh one thing to point out too um you know imdb they have the user ratings like for whatever just whatever stars um like, the highest-rated episode of the show is the original series finale, Beavis and Butthead are Dead, which which had an 8.9 side note. Maybe we'll talk later. Like, really? That is a, that's our favorite as a fan? I, well, I got some issues with that, but that's that's for another time. Uh, number two, though, uh, 8.7 is Most Wanted. Um, I, 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 I can tell you're a fan, but do you feel like that rating is justified?
0: Um. Sure, laughs wise not for not for me but like like I said I, th- I think it's memorable it, it, mm-hmm. like there's hallmarks of it being a memorable episode if you remember a serial killer with the word killer on his head I think that imagery I think the length of the episode makes it um, maybe more memorable too just because there's more of it I, I am I wrong it is longer right It's longer than most
1: mm-hmm. episodes. It's well, uh, it feels a little bit yeah, like I could be it's not in there, but yeah. Well, I don't think we've done the whole second favorite thing yet this season, but no. we won't hear because it it's not my second favorite. No, it's even,
0: a good episode, but yeah. I mean, it's memorable, but I don't it's not one of my favorites, no.
1: Yeah, it has some pacing issues, which I mean kind of like just people kind of just standing around like not doing which I just kinda seems kinda of odd for like what well, we'll discuss when we get into the videos. And it's just, I think it's still, like I said, it's not quite there yet, but there's a lot of hallmarks of Great Beavis and Butthead in this one. And uh, yeah, it's it's really solid. It's, uh, I, again, I it's not in the upper echelon with me, but I don't take umbrage with it being rated so high among the fan base. But um, we'll get into music videos now, and this is kind of a reason why I thought it was maybe Odd, ah, there was a pacing issue because there's a shitload of videos here, uh, specifically eight of them, which I don't know about you. I mean, I like talking videos. I hate taking notes for videos. <laughs> it's because it's, it's always kind of hard to track down. So, yep. eight of them's a bit much. But you know, some fun ones here. We're gonna do. It's a uh, man size by P J Harvey. She don't use jelly by the Flaming Lips. Black number one. Little Miss Scare All by Typo Negative. No New Tale to Tell by Love and Rockets, Uptown Girl by Billy Joel, A Shotgun Named Marcus by Clutch, Crucify by Tori Amos, and Change by Candlebox. I think that's eight. I don't care to count. Regardless, there's a lot to talk about, Adam. Thoughts on the videos? Um,
0: I'll just go down in, in the order. Uh, PJ Harvey, man. So I, I've not heard of PJ Harvey. I think that's the beauty of Beavis and Butt Butthead. There are so many different... Um, musical, music videos they have on, different styles, um, mm. that it's peppered with variety. P.J. Harvey, man-size. They start off with a hmm, hmm. They, they do about 15 of those. Um, mm. P.J. Harvey, decent-sized career. I kind of liked the music. Um, she's from England, and there was a controversy. This was a music controversy, I guess, in 1998. She uh, was pro-fox hunting. So there's some... Oh. info for you that was really the biggest controversy of her career i might look into more pj harvey music though okay um flaming lips uh, they seemed the boys seemed to like it they, they had some swaying in there i'd not seen a lot of swaying from them and then they they were a little more apprehensive because they thought it was college music um mm-hmm and then they i love when they mock the specific song they're watching and they do that in this mm-hmm. one talking about the lead singer and he has orange hair and his song sucks yeah
1: um, i love it. it's like because yeah i think you know the song i think made people realize it's kind of like a random just like 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 i it, she puts vaseline on toes and I, yeah it's Butthead's like, how come he keeps singing about these people he knows? Who gives a rat's ass? And then, yeah, the <laughs> Beavis these like, like, I know a guy. His hair is orange. He sucks. <laughs> Just, Which is, I think, a pretty good summary of the Flaming Lips. So I will say, they've got a couple songs I like, one of which uh, is the song Flight Test, which was the theme song for the 2002 MTV animated series 3 South. Now, mm. this... Geek it kind. ran for one season, was kind of forgotten. I really liked it, and like I recently, within the last couple of years, I watch. I think you can find the whole thing on YouTube. I watch it again, and it kind of holds up. Even okay. th- and and surprising to me because one of the guys who created it was like a longtime showrunner of Family Guy, which I hate. I but but it's. I would say before they brought Beavis and Butthead back, maybe the last good thing MTV did. So, okay, that I, made me I, um, think about
0: it. I'm not seeing that. Flaming Lips are more of all the live band, anyways, right? Isn't that they're they experienced, the guys in the ball walking on mm-hmm. the crowd?
1: Could be. I've not seen them, but yes, Flight Test is a good song. Typo
0: Negative. Um, again, they mock the style. That's kind of a weird, like gothic chin rock, um, and. Uh, the lead singer wrote that while he was a garbage man, though. The Little Miss There's a little tidbit. He was a trash okay. man and wrote that song. Uh, Love and Rockets. Uh, just like, man, they're serious. And this seriously sucks. <laughs> uh, Billy Joel, I know you got to throw some shade towards Billy Joel. You are not a fan. You're one of few people in existence who, don't, who doesn't enjoy a good Billy Joel tune.
1: Well, I, I will say, like, yeah, I... I'll stop short of saying I hate Billy Joel. Like, if you're a fan of his, like, that's I I can accept it. But I guess, like, even if he is your favorite singer of all time, this video is garbage. Is it's like I think it's everyone so knows the song, cheesy. but like you know, it's like it's like you know, trying to impress you know a working class guy trying to impress uh, like an uppity you know big time rich lady but in the video it's like he's in an auto mechanic shop you know a blue collar job and they're like singing and dancing like at one point he starts singing into a wrench dude i
0: love the synchronized ratchet turns oh it, to the beat of the song
1: it's, it's like well yeah you know billy joel gets these people because like you know how when you go to get your car fixed but you know the mechanics won't stop working on their doo-wop choreography hey, have just, you it, ever been back in a shop have you been back I, there i have uh been to many places where you have an unobstructed view and i've, I've never seen it. I've, it's it's it, it's a terrible video it's terrible <laughs> it's very bad
0: um for as bad of a video i'm gonna go all out on clutch i don't know any of their catalog catalog i see clutch stickers like on the back of trucks that take that are like 1 inch from the ground that say like asphalt army on them. You know what I mean? Like get out of here. I don't want to hear from okay. Clutch.
1: I saw Clutch live once. Uh they were opening act. I saw System of a Down when I was in high school and they were the opening act. I remember nothing from the show, but I do remember the giant nads on the pig in this video.
0: <laughs> yes, they did bring that up. Um Tori Amos. I people either love Tori Amos or I have no opinion of her. Uh, I did. They did ask if it was a commercial for VH1. Um, I got a big kick out of that for some reason. So, um, and then Candlebox change. Would you guess where Candlebox is from, Clay? Canada. No, Seattle. They got the Chin oh. Rock. I didn't make any notes rock. on
1: that on that on that video. So maybe. I uh, it's... Yeah, it
0: was just um beavis didn't think the late singer was ugly (laughs) so i thought butthead (laughs) would have ripped on him more for that but he said compared him to ugly kid joe he's like oh he's he's ugly Beavis like he's not that bad (laughs) (laughs) um yeah there was a lot of videos in this one Uh, if it's over three yeah it gets a little tedious for this so
1: yeah but yeah i did like the i always love the to go back to the clutch thing like when beavis is caught by surprise because he's just talking about something else and then they show a shot like a pig with giant testicles (laughs) and it's just like he's just in conversation like whoa look at the nads on that pig and i i I feel like that was literal surprise by mike judge in the moment because it just it comes out of nowhere and it's (laughs) right at the forefront and um the only other thing i would say like i i did like well yeah the the tory Ames first they asked it was a for vh1 but then it realized that beavis at one point thought psycho was a soap commercial where a chick chick gets stabbed <laughs> and butthead corrects him's like no that's that movie about those guys in the woods like is he talking about deliverance <laughs> i guess so. that's the only like i mean what other? i mean obviously there's a lot of movies Good in cat. the woods but i Good i don't cat know that one. yeah but um well that's a uh, thorough discussion of all the videos and i think we are ready to end our conversation on the solid episode most wanted will our next one stuart moves away be as invigorating you'll have to come back and find out
0: wet orders.
1: don't make it right but if you want you can still listen to buff Coat and beaver tonight that's uh my rendition of uh, john book? cougar mellencamp scarecrow one from oh. a couple of couple of great hoosiers to another great hoosier i may be living in kentucky right now but i'll always be an indiana boy at heart but adam uh now that uh, my singing's out of the way again why don't you Give the folks some background information on our second episode of the day, Stuart Moves Away.
0: I needed some of that to really feel that. Sorry. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) Um, All right, so Stuart Moves Away, episode 16 of season five from January 5th, 1995. Mike Judge directed it, and Christopher Brown was the head writer, along with Mike Judge and Don London. Beavis and Butthead go to Stewart's house to watch his TV, only to find two moving men, in quotation marks, there, who claim Stewart has moved away. These men, the men encourage Beavis and Butthead to trash the house. Clayton?
1: Well, it's, yeah, it starts, um, you know, the door is locked, so they climb in through the window and uh, just, you know, make themselves at home, and they start watching a Pay per view movie hilariously called Hooters that simply promises, <laughs> you know, ultra violence and nudity. And then, right at that point, you know, two thugs kick the door down and announce that we're the damn moving men that they're there to pick up uh, the Stevensons' belongings. Um, initially, they kind of rough the boys up a bit, which, you know, as is often the case with their hero Todd, they kind of swoon for him. And then once they start breaking things, I love that Butthead is like, these are the coolest dudes I've ever met, which is not an opinion he would likely share forever because it, these are the same two crumb bums who stole their television at the beginning of Beavis and Butthead Do America, which, yeah, this was January 95. That movie came out in December 96. So, give or take two years, I mean, that opinion probably would have changed. But um, eventually, they, you know, deciding that. They feel inspired because they want to become like the type of movers who break things and take the cool stuff. Um, They, you know, the movers, you know, just say, hey, show us where all the cool stuff is. So naturally they first go through Mrs. Stevenson's underwear drawer. (laughs) And uh, after they get uh, bored with that, they decide, okay, we'll show you where it is. And they go, they find Mr. Stevenson's porno mag stash. Um, and they tell them that they cut out all the butts, but there's still plenty of good boobs left, which just <laughs> side note, I, is that, it seems like maybe an odd preference for teenage boys to like butts over boobs, especially once eventually we find out what the name of the magazine is too. But I, I mean, <laughs> just maybe channel your own thoughts. Were you surprised, you know, each their own, but were you at all surprised to see they preferred butts to boobs? No, they're so infatuated
0: with butts of all kind, man. It, that, that did not surprise me whatsoever.
1: Okay. But um, anyway, they get uh, the movers eventually leave, uh, leaving Beavis and Butthead to, well, tell him they can, like, if they want to be like them, they can feel free to trash the rest of the house, which they do. And we get, probably my favorite part of the episode is, um, you know, they start and they show like an out, a shot of the house outside, then they cut to presumably... Uh, video break and when they get back the toilet was thrown through the window (laughs) and just sitting on the front lawn i don't have the slightest idea how beavis and butthead could have gotten it there but it's such a jarring and funny image to look at and um yeah that's excellent and then they get eventually the stevensons get back to notice uh they're robbed and you know no, it's Mr. Stevenson's noticeably upset with Beavis and Butthead. the The tone kind of changes when <laughs> Mrs. Stevenson finds the poor and just. I this uh, we don't talk. I don't know if we talk about her enough, but she just picks it up. And I just love that. whose dirty magazine is this? <laughs> Wet hooters? Like it's. I feel like we always get just enough of Mrs. <laughs> Stevenson, just that wholesome, ultra Minnesota accent. And just her saying wet, I mean, wet, what a weird name, like, we're thinking porno, you wouldn't generally associate wet with hooters, but, and and naturally we see more cowardice from uh, Mr. Stevenson, you know, kind of going back to prank call when he tried to sell out Stuart to Harry Sacks. This one's less egregious, but um, still throws Stuart under the bus. Yeah, yeah, but and we still—I mean—we get a nice now, boys, with (laughs) Mrs. Stevenson and then Beavis and ButtHead kind of leave over the night. Kind of they leave, and um, yeah, the episode kind of fades out with the Stevensons angry with each other. I will say, and I'll just want to see if this was something you had too. My initial reaction to this video, to this episode, is it's very funny but it doesn't make any sense. And I thought that because when they go in through the window, I thought Beavis said something of the lines like, I can't believe he moved to Heideki, like a town named Heideke. And If you look up the, the captions, it says he moved to Heineke. However, I also found a transcript that it reads, I can't believe he moved the hide-a-key, like, you know, what you'd lock, like, for yeah, the spare that's key. that's what I thought it was. Okay, so... The so hide-a-key,
0: the... like, you know, the fake rock mm-hmm. or something like that.
1: Well, I was, like, working under the assumption that he initially moved, and I was just like, well like, even, like, like logistically. <laughs> so, like, the movers just showed up, and they all worked on this <laughs> So you were confused
0: because t- you thought they literally moved.
1: I, I yes, I, I mean, to, I just kind of like it knocked it down a peg because I was like, that doesn't make any sense, even in Beavis and butter. That but, like, so I mean, I don't know if anybody else was confused, but well, the caption, the people who made the <laughs> captions were, it's kind of Blaming like the, it on the captions. Well, the kicked in door
0: didn't give it to you. They kicked in the door.
1: Well, well, yeah, but I mean, like that. Beavis and ButtHead were of the impression that they're moving, like so. I thought Beavis, I, no, I thought Beavis and ButtHead thought they moved and broke in, and then I mean, obviously they're easily swindled by them, you know, kicking in the door. But I mean, if if I'm stupid, I'm stupid. But that was.
0: I'm just not going to leave you house sitting, mine. Jeez, up, oh, Pete. Well,
1: well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, my thoughts. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you, hit, yours. you
0: hit most of. I mean, a pretty short episode. the The wet, hoot, the wet hooters thing make me laugh. He had a, two identical copies as well on the mm-hmm. top. So maybe. Oh, it was, should
1: it be said like, does Mister Stevenson not look at his magazines to realize that all the butts have been cut? Out? Yeah,
0: maybe they're just in. There. If that's
1: the case, you know, like maybe he forgot the stash, and I kind of you want to feel sorry for him, but again. Throw his damn kit. This wasn't as egregious as the Harry Sachs thing, but, I mean, he's he's not a good guy. He, he could have just thrown
0: Beavis and Butthead under the bus. You know what I mean? Poor yeah. Stewart. Um, the only thing I have to add is, you know, after I was looking at Mr. Stevenson, and I'm like, boy, I have... He looks familiar to me, and the closest I could come to, he looks like a, a Rex or Rob Ryan, like... Oh, he looks like a Ryan brother, mixed hmm. with Todd Rokita, the Attorney General from Indiana. I know that's very <laughs> obscure. Google it. I promise you. Uh, okay. Politics well, aside, I... Rokita's generally awful, but he looks a lot
1: like this. so. Maybe that's where
0: I was uh, at too.
1: But okay, I'm not I, gonna I, go. I, as I did not. I did not make any last. In the... group, but yes well, I, I did not make any Rex and Rob Ryan <laughs> connections but I'll just look at his face and bring okay. up Rex and Rob and, Ryan a, and uh, then
0: Todd Rokia oh. yes okay but there were some music videos on this one Clay not eight no only three it was Guar, Sodomagogo Bobby McFarlane Don't Worry Be Happy and Dinosaur Jr. Pain Feel the Pain what was it I'm sorry
1: Feel the Pain Feel so the it's pain. Bobby McFarren.
0: Oh, I'm sorry um have we? They're starting to run together for me. I think when we do eleven music videos, too, have yeah. we done any of these? Did we do the Bobby no. McFarlane? All right, McFarland. Yeah. Well, Sorry. well, nobody's
1: done Bobby no. McFarlane. but that's. Um, <laughs> yeah, call me stupid for mishearing something, but no, no, these are not not anything we've done before. Um, guar, I like, like. There's a big like mosh pit worm. Uh, going through it's like it's a live show and we said and i, I like uh, butthead it's like it's like this worm that eats up really hot chicks and it like takes a dump and i love beavis now that's a damn good show <laughs> right there it's just a uh, yeah perfect beavis thing to say um don't worry be happy like we don't see it i didn't get much out of the video like we don't see it though but like beavis a uh, butthead calls beavis a butt knocker which leads to a fight that's happening just we just hear it while the video is on but we don't see it and i thought well that's kind of a knockoff of the the great scene from murder site which we discussed in preview but it turns out this act this episode actually predates murder site so i think i'd call it more of a beta test for that if anything sure. because i mean it built to something it wasn't particularly memorable here just kind of but they turned it into something i think very memorable down the line and then um the only thing I really got out of Dinosaur Jr. was the surprise revelation that Beavis enjoys watching golf yeah. on TV. Uh, <laughs> I, Yeah,
0: that's an out-of-left-field interest for I him. I thought their golf commentary in general was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had a good, good pacing, good uh, volume on their voices when describing what was happening in the video and uh, making fun of each other. Uh, I did like in the Bobby McFerrin video of just, didn't this guy make this with just like his voice whistles and slapping his butt. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny just to think of him producing that song by slapping his ass. But uh, yeah. Yeah. 11 videos today.
1: A record. Yeah. It's, well, I feel like the first episode, because we did two from season one, because that's cool. when it, it really kind of started to, go down but like eventually yeah he's just doing repeats but eight there's some good stuff but god i hate taking notes for video. I it's i mean it, it's something we have to do and there's a lot of great stuff but yeah it, it eight's too many
0: when sarah jumps on you're gonna jump on her bandwagon and
1: start to hate the music video so oh well that's we uh well we'll we'll see i don't i don't envision that but you know i mean give me eight to go th- to weed through again it gets it, a possibility sure. but um all right, uh, Adam. Best episode. Two weeks in a row, I didn't spoil it. You did. You're 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 on your way, man. I
0: uh, I'm going with Most Wanted here. I think it's uh. To me, it was more memorable. It. Uh, I liked it, the style of it. I liked the horror movie style of it. You said there were some pacing issues. I, I with that many videos, I guess there there could have been you know, a better pace, a lot of standing around doing nothing, but you don't always need that. So I enjoyed most wanted more.
1: I think this is going to maybe seem like an upset considering like my preference for like, you know, season four on I'm also going most wanted. Now I originally made this decision based on my assessment that Stuart moves away ultimately doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm open to the idea that I'm, I'm, Probably wrong about that and like the moved the Heide Key, but you know, the confusion is still that it's not a hundred percent clear to me, so I think that's kind of a tiebreaker for wow. two episodes Man. that I think comedically are pretty much equal. And normally, my tiebreaker is well, I like the style of the later episode, and you know, the early ones don't get enough love on the show, particularly from me, so you know what, that's I, I, I'm comfortable going, well, we have our first agreement in two weeks, but um where we are then man
0: i I bet people at home are breathing a sigh of relief like
1: will they ever agree yeah i mean as much they love the show but they're just like god there's so much tension these guys just can't get on the (laughs) same page but you know what i was so impressed outside of forgetting the facebook last week i was so damn impressed with your ability to read the outro like how do people contact us i'm gonna kick it back to you again adam do you have it in you for two straight weeks
0: oh give it to me baby um so if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us. I think that's probably the best way to get a hold of us at buffcoatandbeaverpod at gmail.com. If you like social media, we've got a Facebook page, uh, buffcoatandbeaverpod. Search that on Facebook or at Butthole and Joe on Twitter. And uh, next week, we're looking at another twofer. I think we mostly do just twofers. But we may have a guest, and we will have a guest. And it is... Uh, a very special episode in Bad Dog, featuring our friend, your friend, my fake enemy, Sarah Coleman. Oh, that's not her last name, Sarah, no. Sarah, Sarah Hill. Oh, Sarah Hill. I, I have I trouble
1: with you. it too, but uh, you know she'll. It'll be another way to piss her off. <laughs> Fair enough. Two for two, two weeks in a row, Clay. I'd say that's an A, A, a effort. It's, it's. I mean, yeah, you. The only hiccup I had last week was you not forgetting that and you, and it's you know I learned from my mistake. Yeah, you know I can't finish a show for shit, so I am glad you stepped in. We flip flop. You we flip flop. I was pretty
0: poor at introducing the show. No. Now you're good at that and now I can close yes. it out and we can we can we get on. We really are
1: complimenting each other. Even if we never, even if our disagreements on quality of which episodes the better God Fucking
0: or dear. if which one I, of us knows what a Heidi yes. is? <laughs> oh yes, I
1: I like once we get to the best episode, I just need to stop talking. So uh goodbye everyone. <laughs> so join us together right here. The way we are.
0: Would you mind sharing the night?